Well, what's up, folks? It is Wednesday, hump day. Barely say that, but it is hump day. If I had the Geico commercial, I guess I would end up playing that as well. But thank you for tuning in again tonight. Last night, of course, we had a great night with David Melander Jr. Tonight, we have on from the Rough Cut Sportscast, AJ Johnson talking about his Atlanta Hawks. And we'll see, we'll see if the Hawks can pull it off as the Sixers, we talked about it last night, allowed the Hawks to end up getting the game. And I'm pretty sure AJ will have a whole different discussion when it comes to that behalf. So we'll be talking hoops tonight again, NBA, Hawks, Sixers. We'll get into some college football playoffs as uh, Nick, our gentleman, our scholar, beat writer, want to talk about it. And I see that Ryan popped in here uh, in the in the green room. So we'll get everybody underway. we got about 15 minutes. We're trying to make it quick. With AJ, I'm Angel. This, oh, and by the way, before I forget, also, Ducky Cornish will be joining us here momentarily. The coach, he will be on with us in about uh, 20 minutes. So for right now, I'm Angel, and this is Broad Street South. And I see my beat writer is ready to go. So without further ado, here is Ducky. And busting out the sunglasses once again. Ducky, how are you this evening, sir? Angel, I'm doing great. I'm super excited for this show. We're going to talk a little celebrity boxing. We're going to talk a little NBA. We're going to talk a little college football. It's like a perfect mix of three. And uh, I can't wait to get started. Yes, sir. It's going to be a lot of fun. And tomorrow night, we should have some more fun as well. We have Aaron Wilson from the NFL, from the Houston Texans. We have Aaron Wilson with us tomorrow night. So tune in our regular time on Thursday at 730. And we're also going to bring in our national correspondent, Fresh from the barbershop, it's Ryan Ness. Ryan, what is happening, sir? It's Ryan F. Broad Street South. It's great to be with you this evening. My man up there, the duck man. I thought he, I thought he was going to shave, though. He said he was going to shave today. I don't Soon, soon, soon. I have uh, to take uh, professional soon. photos soon. You're going to shave today, brother? What's going I on? I said, no, no, no. Let me, read, let me read the message. Let me read the message. That's not what I said. Yeah, man, we got to talk to uh, my man, AJ, about, let's see if he's got the cojones. Oh, he'll have it. Because listen, you can't get much more professional than that from the Rough Cut Sportscast. <laughs> it is AJ Johnson representing his Atlanta Hawks. Hey. AJ, how are you, man? What's good, guys? Thanks for having me on. I'm having fun. I'm excited for this game coming up. I'm excited to get into it with y'all, especially me and Ryan Neff. We, we've been hot for the last couple of days. I'm ready to go. <laughs> That's no problem. I know you guys have a show tonight. By the way, if everyone wants to tune in, and by the way, follow the Rough Cut Sportscast because they put on mm-hmm. a great show Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and sometimes even bonus show after the show is over because that's just what they do. But those guys, I mean, Vinny, AJ, obviously Aaron, Dylan, all great guys. They have a lot of fun on their show. So by all means, please check them out. Give them a follow. Give them a like. They put on a great, great show. So listen, the last time we were together was the uh, the Toronto Raptors game, actually. Not that long ago. The last one before they decided to go away. Uh, and it was interesting enough that yeah, they could have, I guess, walked away AJ if they wanted to with the win. But they didn't. You know, it is what it is. Uh, but tonight, <laughs> we're talking about as far as with the Hawks and the Sixers. And as we mentioned it last night, and we were just talking about it off air here before we came on air is that Atlanta looked not so well in the first half, but exploded in the second half. And Trey Young came off, you know, the bench. I know they, they, you know, they started him later in the third, but came off and was just explosive and didn't stop from that point forward. So what do we expect from the Hawks tonight? Yeah, man, I'm hoping uh, that you can see the urgency that they had in the second half start from the middle, from the beginning of the game, right at the jump. That's what needs to happen. The urgency that they realize that their season's on the line, facing a three and one deficit against the number one team in the East, and they fought back from an 18 point deficit, that has to start at the minute the game jumps off at, at the tip. And I think you will. You know, I'm looking for Trey Young to start getting hot with the assists right away. You know, 18 assists in the last game was fantastic. You know, and that came from him starting to shoot from being cold in the beginning. If he can get everybody else going immediately, I think the game will come to him a lot a lot more naturally in the second, third, and fourth period. And that's probably going to be one of the best ways to see them take this lead and head back to Atlanta for game six. 
That's true. And I just had uh, Vinny's comment up here. He said, <laughs> AJ representing. This show is about to be great tonight. Like, subscribe, and share, everybody. And again, Vinny, as I just mentioned to AJ, all right? Also, same here. Rough Cut Sportscast, everyone. I want you to, to just give these guys a follow. Check out their show because it, it's just it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. They get to play around with a lot more graphics than we do, but I tell you what, it's a great time. It's like a party over there, honest to God. And and by the way, we we, we need to have another uh, combined show as we yeah. did a couple of weeks ago, so that will be a lot of fun. Um, the same thing. If I'm now, not six, mistaken, he's, uh, he's texting from class. <laughs> is he really? <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's in class right now. Just like, hey, love the support right there. <laughs> there you go. That's true. And so, listen, tonight, we, I, I would expect Shake Milton to really get the bench going. I, I think we saw we, he's been coming along little by little. Obviously, we know that Danny Green, he's out for uh, for the remainder of the playoffs and, and more than likely for the remainder of the season for, uh, for the most part. But we have, uh, good Lord, as I just drew a major blank here, Joel Embiid, Jesus. Joel Embiid, who's, who's also nursing his knee. He's going yeah, he's nursing his knee. There's a lot of things that, that are going right for the Sixers, but again, it comes down to defense tonight because we all saw, AJ, that when once you guard up Trey, I mean, you're taking away their biggest powerhouse. Smallest guy on the team, but the biggest powerhouse you would ever see from the Hawks. And I know he's what? He's three seasons into the league, if I remember correctly. This is yeah. third year. Let me see. Yeah. I mean, the, the kid is only going to grow. And I mean, dare I say, maybe a, a, a Curry like player, possibly. You know, I, I, I have to do this because I do it all the time. When I'm wrong, I'm wrong, and I'd say it out loud, man. I was not excited about Trey Young coming in from Oklahoma. I did not think his inside game would translate the way it did in college, and he has proven me wrong, and I'm very happy about that. Uh, you, you know, you say he's going to grow, but I've watched this guy become a superstar in our eyes during these playoffs. And I, I, I've i seen that they have kind of got on Trey and kind of slowed him down. But the best part about him is Trey Young's a fantastic shooter. Trey Young's a fantastic ball handler. But his passing, and I know he just had 18 assists, but his passing is underrated. This man sets people up so well. You think about what I would say one of the plays of the game in game four was that last three in the corner by John Collins uh, late in the fourth quarter. And John Collins was a revelation in the second half of that game too. Mm -hmm. These guys really, they're so tight-knit. You know, they, they got together. They, whatever happened in that locker room with Nate McMillan and those guys, mm -hmm. they knew they came out in the second half and they were ready to roll. And, and I think that – that's why I think it's a big a big deal that Trey gets going with the assists right off from Jump Street. And the biggest reason for that is the problem that kept Philadelphia close is that the Hawks are hesitating on really good looks. And it's because they've been missing so many open looks. They went they, they went 12 for 40 from three in game four. Right. Now, first off, 40 attempts from three, ridiculous. If y'all keep letting us have 40 attempts from three, I promise you, you will pay. But they're hesitating on these shots. That could have easily been 17, 18 for 40 from three if they would just shoot the ball. Trey Young's getting them in good positions. He's getting the ball in, in, the, in the shooter's pocket, and they're thinking about it too much. Game two and three shooting woes are really getting in their head. That has to go away. You got triggers. We got shooters everywhere from Bogdan to Herder to Trey, even John right. Collins. Shoot the ball. Shoot the ball. <laughs> Go down swinging. Live and die by the three because the way you guys have been doing this, you're going to live by that three, and that's going to give you the best chance to open up the rest of the game. Right. And Embiid um, had a horrible, horrible game four, especially in the second half. Um, obviously, the Hawks made their adjustments, but part of it maybe was Embiid's knee. We don't, we don't know. Do you expect uh, Embiid to kind of show up more tonight, and how do you think the Hawks have to respond to that? You remember when you guys came on our show for our Welcome Wednesday last week, and I was talking about how, you know, let him be, do what he's going to do. And he's going to drop 39, 40 points. I feel a little different right now. Not because, not just because he went 0 for 12 in the second half of game four, but it's because something's not right. You know, I'm pretty sure there's something tweaked, there's something injured, and Joel Embiid's not going to sit out because this is too important to him. So what I mean now is you saw they stopped letting Clint Capella just handle him alone. You know, with Danny Green being out, you can do a little bit more of the doubling on Joel Embiid down low because the rotations are a little bit better not having to worry about so many shooters. Vernon Corkmoss has been great for you guys, but I don't fear him as much as I will fear Seth Curry shooting. And the rotation back to Seth from the double team in Joel Embiid was basically spot on in game, in, uh, game four. I want this game... At every point in time, I still believe Joel Embiid is going to have a hell of a game, but I need a body on him at all times. 
be physical within the rules because if something's not right, I'm not saying hurt Joel Embiid, but he needs to feel Clint Capella down low. He needs to feel John Collins if he comes on the double. And this big lineup adding uh, Danilo Gallinari in there for those doubles, I need you to be physical with Joel Embiid. Make everything feel uncomfortable down there. If he's missing layups and gimmies and bunnies, we're in a good spot. That's for sure. Oh, actually, I, I have one more question for you. So I'm a, I'm a little bit of a better for entertainment purposes only, and I like looking at the props. <laughs> I'm going to ask you a very simple question. Trey Young is supposed to have points, rebound, and assist combined. So you add all three together. He's supposed to have right around 42 and a half. Would you go over or under and why? I'm going to go over. I'm going to go, go over. over. Trey Young, Trey Young has has a fire within him. You saw it when he was with New York, when he was playing in New York. And um, I believe the way they fought back instilled a lot of faith and hope in him. And to go, you know, I think it was 0 for 6 uh, or 3 for 12 in the first half and then to end up with 25 points and still get his teammates together and they start hitting shots, I think he's going to feel the greenest light he's ever had in these playoffs. This game is really important. This is a trendsetter for the, for the back end of this series. And I, I would say I'm looking for him to at least have 30 and 15 <clears throat> when it comes to points and assists, uh, at least 30, 15. And I think that will be what needs to get it done unless you have a Ben Simmons who's actually like playing, which whew, that boy better step up. If you want to keep playing the way he's playing, I'll take it. But <laughs> at least offensively, I'll take it. But I, I think I think you're going to see Trey Young take over this game today. Get I like to say get zone three going. I want I want you to get back to what's worked this entire series against the Knicks and what you were doing in game one, that high pick and roll with your option for Capella or John Collins for the alley. I'd rather be Capella almost every single time. And John Collins leak out to the three, because if we get him shooting, that's a fourth or fifth person. You're talking about hitting threes at any point in time in the game. So I, I'm, I'm looking for a real big game from Trey, including getting everybody locked in and ready to go and get them shooting, not hesitating, shoot the ball. That's true. Brian. Let me just say, first of all, before I get into my questions, my man has got the Atlanta Hawks logo with the wings all spread out. My man's got his wings all spread out. He's got the little gnome over there. But then he's got the Falcons hat. But then he's got a Zoo York shirt on. What is up with that? Now, let me get into it. Two things about the Hawks, my man. First, keep Solomon Hill's butt on the bench because he stinks. He shouldn't be starting. I don't know what the hell they were thinking. And two, will Clint Acapella stop playing like he's singing acapella and be more like Animal from the Muppets on the drums? Get physical with Embiid, especially with that knee. You and I were texting back and forth the other day. You still want them to be physical. I still think that they should just let Embiid get, get his and focus on Simmons and Harris and just make sure those two don't go off. Just let Embiid get his. I don't know what you think. You're the Hawks fan. Spread your wings, my man. Spread your wings. Talk to me. I'm really glad you brought up the Solomon Hill point because I have been begging for something to change. And at first, it was Tony Snell. I'm so mad at myself for thinking that. <laughs> because between Solomon Hill and Tony Snell, you're talking seven points in four games and one steal from both of those guys. What's really upsetting me was Cam Reddish was cleared fully today by the Hawks medical staff. And they're still saying he's out for game five. And I don't understand it because he's more athletic. He's a better defender, if you ask me, and he can shoot the ball when needed. If, if you saw what you got from Tony Snell, sure, he can you know slide his feet a little bit and be in front of somebody for a second. But then there's a blow by and a point. He's not what you need defensively. He can't score. Solomon Hill won't make shots, but he doesn't care to not jack. He jacks up shots left and right. And that's my issue. Even if they're bad, you're just throwing these shots up and it's hurtful. I, I don't know what the deal is and why they would clear Cam Reddish if you're not going to let him play, but I'm with you. Like Solomon Hill and Tony Snell to me aren't it. But if you got to play one of them, I mean, let's let's rotate as much as possible, keep them fresh so that they're just playing good defense and not shooting. When it comes to Joel Embiid and Clint Capella, I agree that uh, Capella needs to be more physical. He did a little bit of a better job in Game Four, but again, that I mean, that's you seeing a team just with so much heart really fight back. But if you can see that you did that in game four, why not continue that role? You know you've been there. You know you can do it. I also want him to score like another eight points. I mean, I, I know you're not a heavy scorer, but imagine if we're getting – if we're talking 18, 20 from Capella, not 
nine, 10, 11. You know, that's a big difference, in, especially if you're being physical with Embiid and trying to trying to knock him off balance a little bit. Again, I don't want you to hurt Embiid, you know, not like like purposefully, but I'd love for you to make sure he feels everything. Every single time he has a ball, even if he doesn't, he's getting a body bump, he's getting a hip, he's getting something where he is feeling uncomfortable. He's going to still have his 30 points. If he goes to 40 after what he did the other night, I'd be shocked. Uh, I, I really think he's not feeling like himself. But with Clint Capella playing playing better defense and really maintaining the boards like he did in game four, he's going to he's gonna be a big deal in, in why and what needs to be done tonight to win a game five. I think so. You see the, uh, your boy Vinny says, Cork Miles about to drop 15 points tonight, boys. You heard it here first. And you taking five for Ben Simmons? <laughs> it could be a possibility. It, it, and before I let you go here, AJ, because I know you got to get ready for your show here. And again, I'll, I'll bring up, uh, before before I forget, I'll bring up again on your Facebook page. But do you remember that game? Uh, it was Duck Duck. What, what was that? Uh, Goose. <laughs> Exactly. Bruce's Monte Cristo Lounge and Tobacco. If you need a cigar, all right, to give to our Sixers players after the win, make sure you go to Bruce's Monte Cristo Lounge and Tobacco at cigargoose.com for all your cigar needs. Good job there by EJ. But yes, go ahead. <laughs> One more thing I want to say to Ryan before we go. It's not on the hot oh. Philly. It's about last night's game we were talking. Your thing about PJ Tucker being the reason they lost. Let me tell you, this is this is what let me tell you this way in layman terms for you. It's something called Newton's third law of motion. For every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. PJ Tucker had zero points. KD oh. at that point in time had 49. If PJ Tucker put up 10 points, KD last night would have had 59. If PJ Tucker put up 20 points, KD would have had 69. For every action. There is an equal and opposite reaction. And last I night, think, that I think it's actually the opposite. No, 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 no. PJ, PJ Tucker, give me something. Give me something. You got Why aren't you blamed. blaming Giannis? Why aren't you, you blaming Giannis? Like the player of the year. Like, why aren't you yeah. blaming him? Yeah. What the heck? That, that Zero. Fade away on, turn around, that? fade away on James Harden. What are you doing? Back what? that man down and dunk the ball. <laughs> Come on. That's true. Hey, listen, AJ, I, I will give you the honor, sir. If you want to plug away, please, the Rough Cut Sportscast. Awesome. Broad Street, appreciate you guys having me on. As I said, I'm AJ Johnson, one-fourth of the mighty Rough Cut Sportscast. You can find us Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, 8.30 p.m. on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. We have also now added a brand-new show on Tuesdays called Diamond Talk. Everybody's been asking us about baseball. We have okay. finally got it for you. That show is with uh, Dylan Dylan Kearns and Aaron Mukes every Tuesday at 8.30. So now we're at four days a week. We're trying to get to five. You can also catch us July 10th. We're going to have a USC special for the McGregor and Poirier three fight. We do it all at the Rough Cut, man. So please go ahead, head over there, hit a like, hit a share, tell everybody about us because we're great. We're, we're great. We're, we're, we're great. Hawks and six. I won't, I won't take that away from you whatsoever because it is true. I mean, it's a lot of fun. If you guys have not watched the show, it's definitely a lot of fun. When the four of them get together and they get on a roll, it's funny because it'll start out with Vinny, jump down to Aaron, come back to AJ. And it's funny because Dylan is like that quiet missile. He'll just sit so quiet and just wait for the right moment and just land one in there. So, Oh, man, it's amazing. Angel? Amazing. Yes, sir. I, I, I hate to do it to you, brother, but I'm going to go out of the limb here just to stir the pot. With all the Philadelphia 76ers fans. Atlanta Hawks win tonight by three. Ooh. Ooh Wait, that man don't something feel just good. happened to his mic. I don't know what happened to his mic. I, I think he said the Sixers actually won. <laughs> and that's what I heard. <laughs> that's right. That's, we'll see. It's going to be a good game tonight. That's for sure. So, yeah. But, AJ, listen, thank you so much. I know you have to roll Appreciate because you have your show starting up. But thank you and Vinny. And when you see the guys, tell them I said hello, especially Aaron. Because, Aaron, Absolutely, once again, I'll keep mentioning it. He belongs at ESPN. I'm just saying ESPN in case they're listening. But AJ, thank you so much for coming on with us tonight. Appreciate you guys. Thanks. Peace out, bro. Thank you. All right. So uh, we have the coach as I exit through here. So <clears throat> coming up, and, and again, if you guys check out their show, the Rough Cut Sportscast, it's a lot of fun with those guys. And, and again, we don't say things just to say it around here because it's like everything else you earn – your respect and everything else. And those guys are just, it's a great group of guys. A lot of fun. Check them out. 
again, Wednesday through Friday, starting at 830, the Rough Cut Sportscast. And the coach should be coming in here momentarily. The coach, Ducky, should be on. So we're waiting for his arrival to come on there. Uh, again, for everyone who has not been around for a little while or just tuning in, especially from uh, Goose's Lounge, for sure, but from Goose's Facebook, and, and Goose, and I know he's doing a lot. of. He's got an active week this week. And Goose, I hope you have safe travels, you and your wife. And we appreciate everything you guys end up doing for us as much as we hope we end up doing for you. But if you guys end up going to CigarGoose.com, you will find different flavored type vapes. You'll also find your cigars. Again, you must be over 21. Key thing, because you're not going to have some 14-year-old or 15-year-old walking in the shop and thinking like they're 21. All right? So let's, let's keep it real here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, including our young beat writer. Uh, but by all means, please go to cigargoose.com, check out their inventory, see what they have, their money crystals. I mean, it is fantastic. If you guys go to a website, it's easy to navigate, and I'm pretty sure the help is second to none. So if you guys need to call them up, give them a call. But again, go to cigargoose.com, check out all the different cigars that they have. And when we're up there September 12th, you know, it, I don't know. I might have one between these two fingers here. I don't smoke. Hey, but it'll be a celebration time because all of us will be together. So, again, we are we await the arrival here of uh, Coach well, Ducky. Hey, while we wait, I um, mm -hmm. I had a question for both of you. I I tuned in Twitter this morning, and I saw Tyler Glass now. Uh, he did his press conference on his UCL tear. I don't know if you guys saw it, but I was very curious what your thoughts were on it because he made a really good point. I yield the floor to my distinguished colleague, Angel Martin. <laughs> <laughs> Angel. Right, so I know that Tyler is trying to make a point as far as saying that, yes, because of the substance that they're trying to crack down on. And I get it. I, I, I believe the pitchers do need some sort of substance for sure to be able to at least stick the ball. Because the one thing they keep talking about is obviously if, if it falls on the dirt, uh, you're throwing it back and forth from the catcher. It obviously gets a little clammy at times. So they want a better grip. Tyler was saying, if if I can show it here correctly, that normally with the substance, he was able to put in between his two fingers and the ball had a gap in between there. But now he's had to cut the ball a lot more because basically he stopped cold turkey from using a substance. So he said that it's throw, it threw out basically his arm and elbow because he had to reinvent the way he's pitching. Now, he also talked about it. He just pitched 87 pitches or something like that just you know the night before. And all this stuff is going on. And I get it when you have to change the way you are as a pitcher. No one likes it. But thanks to David Price, because of all this coming to play, because it was just a couple of World Series ago when he was smacking his jersey, and basically the jersey was pulling back with him, which kind of got the ball rolling. And everyone knows that every pitcher's used it. This is not nothing new. But for Tyler to pretty much use the excuse that, you know what, <clears throat> because of the substance that we're not no longer using anymore, this is the reason why I blew out my arm. Maybe partially, I would say maybe a quarter of it, three quarters of it, it, it could have been just something he could have had that was building up now, but especially without having, you know, without having that substance, yeah, it, it, it could affect him. But I think he, it, it, the, the escalation of his conversation went just a bit too far. And then that's just me. But I don't think, you know, I, I think Tyler, he'll get it, just like the other pitchers. And we'll see if, if there happens to be a big fallout between here and the All-Star break. Then we know that they're going to have to go back to doing something or agree upon at least getting what substance that every pitcher must use. Just real quick before Ducky comes on here, I'll just I'll just throw my two cents in. And look, if what makes me laugh is if people don't think from the inception of the Major League Baseball that guys haven't been trying to get away with something from the get go, from the inception of baseball. Mm -hmm. Guys are always trying to find a competitive advantage. But I did see the article, and I think it was uh, Rodon, the pitcher. I can't remember. I'm not up on my yep. baseball. He came out and said, and this is where I call BS on Major League Baseball, you're going to come out with the rule now where they're going to get a 10-game suspension if they're busted. But, hey, the Houston Astros cheated, and nothing happened to any of them, to none of them. What? Oh, hey, hey there you go. Here's my this is kitty. Sorry. What am I having a guest appearance? But look, Major League Baseball is so inconsistent. Just like with the NFL, it's it's just I it it makes me want to jam my head into a tree sometimes. Where you're coming up, and part of what Tyler Glasnow said is, why are you why are you doing it now? Like it's the middle of the season, and now you're going to come up with the rule. 
why did you can like you can go back like decades and I'll say this to Ducky. Go go back and like just go Yahoo or just just YouTube it. Phil Negro, Joe Negro. They both got I mean one of them got busted. The umpire comes out to the mound and Negro takes out the file. He had a file a filer in his back pocket and he the, the, and they're looking at the mound, and the ump's looking down, and Necro grabs the back of his pants mm-hmm. and throws the filing thing out of his pants, like, oh, oh, oops. Exactly. It's, it's it's just such a joke, and I'm getting on a tangent, and I'm sorry because I know Ducky wants to come on, but I'm just there's there's just too much BS that goes on with the rules and and, and everything else. So if you're if you're gonna suspend a player ten games for that, but you didn't do anything to the Astros, talk to the hand. Talk to the hand. No. Most is, we'll bring up the clip a little bit later on. I got it up on cue, so we'll bring it up a little bit later on. But uh, without further ado, here we want to bring up the guest of the hour here, Coach the Coach Ducky. That we see him every week, in and out, far as being in the comments. But here is the coach himself. Coach, how are you this evening? Good, you? Good, duck, good. Duck news. What's up? <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm you good, fellow, Ducky. <laughs> so, how are you? Good, you? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. I'm glad to finally meet another Ducky. I somehow have gotten this nickname. I didn't it's know that I the name. I'm honored to share a name with you, though, Ducky, so I appreciate it. No problem. So now the, the one thing I will say, and, and for those who are just, if you're, if you're new tonight to watching the show, we know we thank you for, for coming on, you know, whether it's Instagram or Twitch, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, RossTreeSouth.com, however, which way you guys end up viewing us. But this goes to show you that we're always interacting, of course, with not only just us here in the room, but the people who end up watching the show, because if it's not for the people who watch the show, we wouldn't have a show, honest to God. Dougie's been there since day one, along with a couple of the other guys that, that I can mention, like Thomas has been there, Dave Strizak that's been in there. But Dougie's always been there to make sure he makes the comments. And even if he'd be taking the ride home, because I believe there was one time he was taking the ride home and still made his comment, it just goes to show that we like to bring not only the fans on, the people who watch the show, because it can make some interesting conversation. And and Dougie, I know that you and I were talking about not too long ago that, that thing that they called the fight. What is it? Almost like three weekends now at this point. That was the most embarrassing thing ever. I, I'll, I'll let you go on it because <laughs> you and I know how we both feel. Yeah, I'm not a big Mayweather fan. Like me, Mayweather's a punk, and who look who he fought. He hasn't really fought anybody. Put him in the ring with Tyson, Holyfield, Lance Luger. The list goes on. He would not be undefeated today if he was in that weight class. There's no way. And what? Yeah, it's all about money. He's legally robbing the bank. He said it himself. Right. And that's the only reason why they ended up fighting because the whole thing was that they decided to fight. And, and Mayweather said because he wanted to get paid. I mean, first of all, it was non bout. There was, they weren't counting the punches. I mean, yeah, they, they went the full rounds. Why wouldn't they? Because people are paying good money to, to watch, you know, what I will call end up being garbage because that's what it was. And yeah, I understand it was. this. Yeah, this kid's, you know, it's, he's a YouTube sensation, whatever. I understand he wants to become a boxer. But if you want to become a boxer, then put your time in. Don't think just because you had two fights, you know, or, or a fight beforehand. He only, had, he only had one fight, and he lost. Yeah, well, but again, it goes to show you, I understand. Listen, in anything that you want to do in life, you have to make sure that you prepare for it, you stay focused, whatever it is, whether you're becoming a broadcaster, a podcaster, you know, a, a, a limo, chauffeur service. Whatever it is, you got to make sure that you put your, your dedication all into it. Now, again, when you're paying for this stuff, I mean, they paid Mayweather just coming into the ring. I mean, you could have paid me. I, I could have went there and just danced around for eight rounds. Yeah. But listen, again, Ducky, I, I just – I don't know how much more this stuff we're going to end up seeing. I mean, boxing within itself is is taking a major hit. I know David Melandra uh, spoke up a lot last night as far as when it came to boxing, and I know he, he offered his view and his opinions – on, on where it's trying to come back to. But because of bouts like this, and if it's going to continue to happen, it's not going to make any sense because right now the UFC has made leaps and bounds over boxing. I mean, it, there's no comparison whatsoever. Pretty soon they're going to take away boxing. It's just going to be UFC. Because UFC is taking over everything right now. And people that think UFC is transferred over to the WWE. 
if we notice. Look at Ronda Rousey. She was in the UFC. Yeah, she's now in the WWE. Boxing is going to be done, and UFC is going to take over. Because boxing is not how it used to be back then. Oh, no, listen. You had all the good fights. No, you're you're never going to get days from Muhammad Ali. You're not going to get days from Sugar Ray Leonard, right? No. Marvin, Marvelous Hagler. I mean, all them, all your great boxers from back then, Oscar De La Hoya. I mean, put Mayweather in the ring with them. What's that? Put Mayweather in the ring with them. He would no. not be undefeated. No. And they weigh Here's, 50 pounds more. Like, the, he's Floyd's 5'8. He's, he's the king of fighting guys at his own weight. Isn't that the whole point of boxing? He has a fight with anybody. <laughs> I don't even count Pacquiao as a fight. Yeah, yeah listen, that, that is. <clears throat> Pacquiao's, I mean, he's probably, he might actually be the only hope left for boxing at this point. I know he's running for, uh, is a president of um, the Philippines, if I remember correctly. So he's kind of a little bit busy right now trying to get his political uh, career going. But again, we'll, we'll never see, boxing will never be what it was in the yesteryear. It's just, it's not, no, 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 I mean, no. you, you, there's, all, I understand the different lightweights, welterweight, heavyweights, we get it. But there's not someone out there that can. I mean, unless unless Mike Tyson takes over and and does something to completely, you know, change boxing within itself. I mean, UFC is just you're you're just not competing against UFC. Dana White has put together a tremendous product, and as long as Dana White doesn't walk away, as we mentioned it last night, as long as he doesn't walk away from UFC, you will not compete to the ranks of the UFC, especially when you have Joe Rogan. I mean, an incredible announcer. And, and oh, the guy's Rogan a beast. And the guy's are just, he's a beast, but you're just, you're not going to, I'm sorry, but can I, can I argue why you it. would? Can I argue why you would? So these celebrities are taking over, right? So, right. Two, so two weekends ago, or no, it was last weekend, it was the YouTuber versus TikToker event, right? All these TikTok dancers, they fought all these YouTubers. I have a 12 year old brother. And he asked me at the dinner table, he said, hey, are you going to watch the YouTuber versus TikToker event? And I was like, huh, you're 12 years old. You don't watch boxing. Why would you watch this? It's like low level boxing. He said, oh, but I'm a big fan of XYZ. And I think the younger generation connects with these celebrities a lot more than the older generation does. And a lot of our sports powers all run by the stars. So I think boxing is starting to do the same. They're saying, okay, Logan Paul is is a more interesting fight than Billy Joe Saunders, even though Billy Joe Saunders is a better fighter. So I guess my question to you is, do you like do you buy the whole celebrity thing? And what would your dream celebrity fight be? That's a tough one because there's not many fights out there that can be fight because a lot of the old people are retired and they're trying to come back, like Mike Tyson. He had right. a fight since 2015. Look, man. He came I, back I, in exhibition match. And, Duck, I mean, Ducky C down there, I mean, I, I'll pick his brain. Look, man, when I was growing up and I was younger, and we had Dave Miranda on yesterday, and he talked about guys aren't unifying the titles. and that. But, look, when I was growing up and boxing was a thing, because you only got to see it on TV every once in a while, the top ten guys in each division – you knew who the hell they were, and yeah. you knew who the hell was coming up, and you knew you were going to get good fights. Now yeah, I'm a Tyson guy. Out, now when you I'm, take I'm a Tyson guys, fan. What's that? And I've been. The, I'm a Tyson guy. And every time Tyson came down here, I go to all his fights. Me and my dad, we all grew up around Tyson. But Tyson met his match when he met Holyfield. Right. Yeah, I think money. I mean, money's also big, right? I mean, you see, like, there there aren't many great heavyweights anymore. I mean, you have Wilder, you have Fury, you have Joshua, you have Ruiz, but like, there's like, you can go make thirty five million in the NFL, or you can go yeah. make twenty million in the NBA to average seven points a game. Like, I think I think that's another big thing with boxing is like a lot of the a lot of the money like it doesn't even compare to the to the other leagues. But you, 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 can, you can bring back Butterbean and George Foreman and stick it on pay-per-view, <laughs> and people are yeah. going to watch it. Is that so hard? They're taking the Street Fighter on pay-per-view. They're taking the Street Fighter 
putting on pay-per-view. Why they can't do that? They, listen, they could. And, and you guys are right. As far as you could bring back George Foreman. And Mike Tyson, I, I know he wants to have a rematch. I, I don't know how soon they'll be able to put it together, but this time he said he wanted it to count. You know, the first time was, you know, the little exhibition bout, him coming back. And, and I will tell you this much. Not for nothing, but you can tell that Mike trained. Both of them trained for the most part. But Mike, if you were to tell him right now, it's like, listen, uh, Angel, we want you to go to the ring just, just five rounds with Mike. And how much am I getting paid? Five bucks. Listen, give me a dollar because I'll exit out the ring before you pay me the five hours to stay in there for five rounds because Mike is still a beast. No matter which way you look at it, Mike Tyson is still a beast. And yeah, I think if he, the if he, he's the best man on the planet. If, if he wanted to come back, Mike would have absolutely no problem selling out arenas. He knows that. And, and he got the itch to come back. And, and God bless him because he can still do it. Just because it, it it's the funniest thing because yet many, many years ago when someone turned 50, 50 was the old 100, if you want to you know put it into terms. The new 50 now, like this guy here, is the new 20s. The mentality's there with the 50. Don't get me wrong. The maturity. But as far as the body... Is that 20? Ryan see and Ryan can agree with me because Ryan's only he's only two years you know older than I am. But I, I would tell you this much. You can be 50 years old because you look at uh, and again, I'll just use it because I'm down here in Tampa. If you look at the goat, right? He's turning 43 years oh old. Oh my god. And and listen, I'm just talking about I'm not giving him any kind of crazy props or anything else like that. I'm just oh talking about god. the age. He's been able to stay healthy and go on this regimen, most of it because when he was in New England, he was he had a crazy line to protect him. Down here, they're trying to get better. I'm pretty sure this year they'll probably end up doing it with the Bucks here. But at the age of 43, to still be playing professional football, even after it hits a couple of surgeries. I know he just got his knee operated on. I mean, listen, you can do whatever you choose to do. But if Mike Tyson decides to come back anytime soon, guaranteed that would be a sold-out pay-per-view event. Oh, and and I would sure. say you go at least 10 rounds. Let me it, was just, it was Tyson Holyfield that had to wear headgear because they, <laughs> uh, Holyfield would be afraid – You'd have to get the salt yeah. pepper out, you know. And, yeah, he, and, and, Tyson bit his ear off. Remember that? Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I watched the fight. It was embarrassing. Let, let me ask you this. If that Tyson was an exhibition match, you think Tyson would have killed him? Yeah. Who? Yeah. You never seen Tyson's exhibition match? No. I you do. Bo bo boxing lost me a long, long time. <laughs> it, it has to be something of a superb fight now for me. That that whole that that Mayweather crap, couple weeks, whatever the hell it was, I it's I don't know, man. It just I don't think I don't think, I don't think the upper upper management of boxing knows what in the hell they are doing anymore. They just don't. He's, he's talking about fighting Jake Paul now. Yeah, fighting who? Jake, Jake Paul. Paul. Oh, this. Go, Logan just Paul Floyd got a million Floyd, papers. Floyd's always going to be about the money. Yes, what I tell you what will happen to Mayweather. He's going to get too cocky. He'll want to make too much money. And look, and he'll be like, remember, Larry Holmes pushed it and pushed it and pushed it. Everybody thought Larry Holmes was going to wind up undefeated like Rocky Marciano. And Larry Holmes got eventually got bit. And yeah, but, anybody but, can be beat. Floyd, Floyd, Floyd's all about the money. That's all he's about right now anymore. You want to you want to come back? You want to fight somebody decent? Fight somebody. Fight fight one of the younger bucks. You want to put your money where your mouth is? Fight one of the younger bucks and see where you still stand. And I guarantee you, one of the greatest defensive fighters of all time. But he fights one of the younger bucks that are a lot quicker than him now. He'll get his ass kicked. Oh, obviously. obviously, one way or another, he's gonna lose. One way or another, Tyler's only gonna tell. What? Okay, go ahead. Remember, yeah. he's only nineteen. <laughs> <laughs> now, I I will bring up the screen here because we're as far as we're talking about, and and we saw that for some folks who didn't see it, and I would once again. Here comes the disclaimer portion of the show. So, YouTube, Facebook, I do not own the rights to this video that you're about to see here. Okay, but it is available on public domain before you shut down the actual show here. But this is from Mike Tyson just a couple months ago, about six months ago. Mike Tyson and Roy Jones. And I, I will tell you what, Coach, we'll, we'll let this roll for the whole four minutes. Yeah, they call this a draw. Yeah. But I, I want to roll this because I, I'm pretty sure if, if Ryan didn't get a chance to see this, but towards the later rounds, listen, Mike wasn't playing around because even Roy said afterwards his ribs were hurting. Fire. 
Jackson. Legends, let's give him a good show. Touch gloves if you want. Ooh. November 28, 2020. We'll have to really be on the ball. Come out as fast as possible. With a cabal kibber and upstairs with that left hook. And there's a little of that bobbin weaving. Of course, custom intricacy to him. My uncle's fighting at the barbecue. <laughs> 12, 12 hours Not a little bit of the offense. Hold on to it. Just two minutes. As you can get me <laughs> he said he's bringing his hand. I got to hold it. You still got it? Well, there's a double trick. That's power. Okay. And Mike Tyson exploded. Is he easy? He just want, he's trying to turn this into a wrestling match. Go here, Roy. Even though coming forward remains with that left hook it off. He ain't coming to play. But looking for. You can't let Mike oh, get Mike Mance. Uh uh, you gotta keep the ribs off that butt. Mike's oh, all he has. Yeah, wow. Double left. Strikers ever, including it better than some of them. There's oh, Jones. Get him nice wrong with the no look. Hit him. Moving the head a bit, trying to walk down. Air conditioning comes into play. Ooh, beautiful footwork from Mike Tyson. See, Mike, you were heavy. left hand. And it, it is, it is it entertaining and exciting to hold that headbutt. I heard uh, that. She just passed it. Amen. You got adrenaline. Oh, you're breaking it down for us, brother. Hey, man, this is what I feel about it. Oh, and Jones of all. Has done so much damage over the set. A very good uppercut of the day. And Joe's the footwork, the speed is in his prime, but Joe's trying juke here. Grappling, maybe a warning Roy Jones Jr. from. I'm really impressed with Mike Smith. Oh, oh, right. oh, looks like he feels very dull, boy, man. This is. Oh, get off there, Roy. Get off. Re-encouraging them. Two legends left there, Mike Tyson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coming up on the rattling right, Jones Jones. Oh, there oh, oh, you go. When he has him on oh, there's a shot. The oh, Mike Tyson picked Jones Jr. Stewart, you're on to get out of there, though. Get out of there, Roy. Get out of there. Tyson Charles. Mike Tyson trying to deliver. And we're in round number six, scheduled for eight. A uh, uh, shell of what they were in their prime. But Tyson, left hook just up. If he doesn't, but if he doesn't, the body and right at distance. Yeah, right there. But like Snoop said, he has to put the load of But still standing in there, missing. Yeah, he's big, big ice in his face. Yeah, he got way more footwork. Exactly. I'm going to pause it there for a second because there was a point in time where Mike Tyson, you know, obviously we can, we can tell that he was, he was, Almost exhausted at that point. But him and Roy, when they went back into their corners, getting into rounds five, six, and seven, the difference was that Mike started getting back to like that deep breathing. But you can see in Mike's face, the, the most crazy thing is like you were looking at, at Mike when he was 20. Because at first it started like, okay, yeah, this is kind of like a, a charitable event, even though it wasn't a charitable event. But Mike just came in with the mindset like, you know what, Roy and I are going to go back and forth and this and that. And, and it was, you know, it was mild talk. But Coach, correct me if I'm wrong here. You look at round five, round six. By round seven, Mike was back to being Mike. And Mike uh, yeah, was ready definitely. to take on Roy. Definitely. Was and it was, definitely. It was insane to see. The, I mean, that face. Because when, when, the, when the bout ended, Mike Tyson, he said it. He wanted to fight him, but this time for real. I mean, it was just not even a minute after the broadcast. And by the way, Snoop Dogg did a tremendous job that night. Uh, oh, yeah, he definitely it, did. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was, it, he made it fun. He made it interesting. And, and he, I mean, he took as many jabs as he possibly could, which made the bout even better. But Mike Tyson that evening turned back, I mean, the clock as best he possibly could. And Roy, as much as he was talking to him, he was talking to the announcer, and he was trying to take short breaths because the deeper the breath he ended up taking, the more it ended up hurting. And you can see Roy just kind of holding his chest up because he's like, he asked him the very answer. Roy, you're okay. So listen, even though this was, you know, one of those bouts that really didn't click, but Mike got me. I mean, my ribs are hurting. And you would imagine that's that night. And again, you're talking about two 50 plus year olds. So now yeah. when you and know Tyson has a since 2015. Right. Roy's last fight was 2018. 
Yeah, so you got to think about it. Three years away from the ring, you can train all you want to. Don't get me wrong. But also, when it comes to age two, listen, again, I, I think, you know, I'm some spring chicken, which I'm not at this point. But I still, you know, I can still move around, still do all the things that I know that I can do. But when you come from an injury, especially when it comes from boxing, in your 20s, yeah, you might bounce back, what, a week or two? Maybe, you know, tape it up a little bit, man up, and you're good. You're in your 50s. You can talk on the smack you want to. But me being Roy, when I walked out the ring from Mike, like, Hey, Roy, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. As soon as the camera went away, oh. Because mm -hmm. that's the way you can't tell me that's not the way the man was feeling. But listen, it, that was a great bout. I hope it happens again. And I'm yes. quite sure it will. Tyson was, having, Tyson was having Buster Douglas Savannah Holyville flashbacks. He probably looked looking at Roy <laughs> and then saying, you know, that's. They were talking about that being the next fight. What's yeah. that? They were talking about that being the next fight. Tyson and um, Holyfield. To be the next fight. Oh, that would be interesting. That would be interesting because it's been some years now since it happened. So that would be extremely interesting if it does I mean, happen. If that happens, it could happen. Uh, I hope it does. It could definitely happen. Now, Coach, I want to ask you because I know we, we're talking about as far as boxing. Uh, we know those of us here on the show and maybe the, the viewers don't know. But as far as take us back as far as for you, when did sports come into your life and then when did you decide that you want to become a coach well i've been coaching since i was, since, uh, I was 10 since i was 10 years old so i coached my brother's team and then i stopped because i had played football myself okay and i went back to coaching and only lost like seven games since i've been coaching i took the team to like eight championships and five super bowls so it's been football is a part of my life all year long and I'm about to get back to coaching again because I'm on day shift now. So it's Whoa. I took them to Philly, upstate North Jersey, like all over for the like the state titles. And it's, those kids, they love football, and whatever they do, I do too. Do you know, like I said, I've been coaching since I was ten years old. What you need to do, coaches, is actually take take even if it's your cell phone, take snippets of of your year from practice. Right, and, and as the year progresses, and then it, it's it's kind of hard to do because un, unless the the person's live, but just take even pictures and then just send them our way. That way, at least we can see the progression of the team as it goes along. Because it, it's always fun to, to follow coaches live of what what goes on with them. So, because you're gonna have your good weeks, you're gonna have your bad weeks. But it'd be it'd be fun to see how since you're coming back into it to see how your team progresses throughout the season. So uh, make sure you do that. All right, definitely, I will. This will be the uh, first year I came came back to coaching since I've been at work. I haven't coached since 2014 because I started working. So this will be the first year coming back to coaching, and it's going to be I got fresh kids and everything. I think I'm gonna coach my uh my nephew's team and see mm -hmm. how that goes. And so hopefully kind of last year wrong? he went. To, last year he went to um they went to I took him to Cali. They went to Cali last year. They played um I guess Snoop Dogg's team. Nice Cali. Whoa. Very nice. This and Snoop Dogg does not take his coaching skills lightly. Oh, no, he if, don't. If just, anybody's ever did. seen any of his footage, he takes it seriously. Just have, oh, to, yeah. have, just have to find my man DC a better hat for the next time he comes on. That hat does not change. That that hat stays <laughs> just like that. <laughs> the hat does not change. Listen. <laughs> I know as well as our young Ducky. Uh, Ducky, I know, again, we're, last time we talked about it kind of briefly when it came to college football, I know they're trying to expand as far as the playoff system. I, I think if you're going to mimic the NFL and or vice versa, if the NFL is going to mimic certain things when it comes to college football, what do you feel and how do you feel that college should be expanding this whole playoff front? I know they went to this you know four-man thing – at the end of the season and, and we get to see who plays who uh, when it comes down to the national championship game. But how do you feel as far as the way it's going to be structured? I mean, yeah, I'm not man. a big college fan. The other, the other, yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. I've had my, I've had my college football. Okay. So I like Ducky below me. I was also not a big college football fan until I went to college and I picked the school I picked. Um, because Clemson's so good, I follow college football heavily. I don't like the 12-team system. I um, I don't think it changes anything in terms of who wins 
I don't think it creates better games. I actually think that uh, is a false sense of hope for the te- for the one uh, conference team that gets that auto bid that's going to be ranked 12 and have to play the fifth best team in the country. Um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm still learning college football. I'm still learning the game. I think there's certain years where it would be nice just to see the NFL talent um, get to face off against each other. I know there was one year where Baker Mayfield was the first pick. Sam Darnold and Saquon Barkley would have both been in the um, in the playoff that year, but like I don't know, I'm not a huge fan of it. I don't think it, I don't think it changes much of what goes on. Um, but if you want to do it, that's fine. Clemson will be whoever, and we'll win. We'll win some chips uh, while we're doing it because we have we have the best recruiting team, and uh, we're about to get Arch Manning. So go Tigers! You know, as as he's talking, Angel. I'm sort of having, and I wish you would have, would have had the clip of in Empire Strikes Back where Yoda's hanging on to Luke and they're like, Luke is running through everything and like Yoda's trying to teach him like, let the force flow through you and you must learn. <laughs> and that, that's the vision that I was sort of having as he was talking just that. Look, the 12-man playoff, and we'll get, we'll get my man, the one down here, we'll get, we'll get, we'll get his opinion on everything too, but. I just wanted to put my two cents in real quick. It is going to happen. I The one thing I do like about it is the college football playoff committee has already said they're looking at giving the top four teams buys, and there's no automatic qualifiers. They will pick no, the are. best teams. It's, no, it's six It's six conference champions and is six they're saying that? at but, large. But they've also come out and said they would. they are going to explore which this is what I like. No automatic qualifiers. They, they're talking about a couple scenarios. And I did read about the one you're talking about. But if they do it that way, where there's no automatic qualifiers, and then the college football playoff committee just selects the 12 best teams to play off, I, I like that. Because, it, 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 it look, the Pac-12, the Big, the Big Ten, Big 12, the Big Ten plus two, the Big 12, whatever the hell that conference is now, where they have 10 teams in it, just like the Big 10. They should just call it the Big 10 plus four because that's what it is. There, It, it just it gives everybody – and I know what you're saying, Nick, duck man, top guy, the top ducky over here. I know what you're saying that you don't think that the lesser teams will have a chance. Ah, my young Padawan. Ah, on any given day. Now, is it few and far between in college football? Yes, but the only reason why all this is happening is because of what's going on at Bama. It happened years and years ago when everybody thought that the SEC was becoming too dominant. Then they went from the BCS to the playoff. Well, now Alabama is still too dominant, so college football. And again, they they were going to revisit it after a certain amount of time anyway. People called for eight teams, but now it is going to go to 12. It, it, It will. My man in the Eagles hat, take the hat off, and then tell us what your opinion is. I'm not a big college fan. If I had to pick, I'm a Gator. If I had to pick, I'm a Gators fan. I'm a Florida oh. Gators fan. See now, now, seen. now he doesn't have to take off the hat. Gross, gross. Because <laughs> <laughs> once again, our, our national correspondent is a huge Florida Gators fan. But that's okay. Listen, I, I'm. Yeah, and I'm kind of like on the fence. I, I do like it in theory of what they're planning to do. They have to iron it out. I, I think there's also probably a lot more money involved with doing this because as now the players are going to start soon getting paid, uh, rightfully so, because the East University is making so much money off of them. Now, as far as young Nick saying that Clemens is going to be back there, who is right now your backup quarterback there, Nick? Uh, our backup quarterback is a first round pick in the MLB draft. So uh, that not great. But DJ is big. He's thick. He's got a lot of weight on him. So that might help him in terms of not getting hurt. He could be more durable. Um, but as of right now, our backup quarterback is nowhere to be seen. All right. Well, guess what? That means that you guys this year will be absolutely not seen either when it comes to the college playoffs. Because it, it, you're, Trevor Lawrence, we already know he went to Jacksonville. Going down there with Urban Myers. We'll see how that right. program's going to work now because just it's an extended university. We love to call 
that goofy team down there in Washington, DCU. We, we got to uh, make what JXU for Jacksonville University, because that's what it's going to end up turning into, at least for the next couple of years, uh, for that matter. But listen, I'm, 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 I'm not against, I'm not for it. I mean, it, it is what it is. I, I know they're trying to do things differently because they need to change it up. The college program has been the same for years. The one thing that I will say, aside from the CFP, is why is it, and I wish they would incorporate in the NFL, that if you could make a one-handed, one-foot catch in college football, in the end zone, why is that not allowed on the pro level? And I, I wish someone would give me a definitive answer because you're making two different rules basically for the same game. And and Ryan, I guess I'll give that one to you because that, to me, it drives me nuts because all these outstanding college athletes come in here, you see the one-handed grab, tiptoe inside the end zone, touchdown. Do the same thing in the NFL. Like, nope, nope, nothing. Didn't Odell, didn't Odell did that when he first came in the NFL? Yep. Sure did. I've, I've said for years and years and years, ever since I was little, if you catch a ball in bounds with one foot, you're in bounds. That's like saying in the NBA, oh, you know, a guy going for a loose ball and it's going out of bounds and you still have one foot. It's like it's like the referee going, well, you didn't have two two feet in bounds to, right. to save it. Wait, but if he has one foot out of bounds, he's out. Well, what I'm what I'm saying is, if 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 let's say you're going for a loose ball out of bounds in the NBA and you've got one foot in, but your 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 right leg is hanging close to touching out of bounds, and then you're then you throw it back in, and then the ref and then the NBA ref going, well, no, 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 no. You had to have both feet on the court as you're reaching out to get the ball. It's so stupid. It's dumb. I, I just – just if you catch the ball and in bounds, any part of your body before you go out of bounds, you are in bounds. I just – I never understood it. I don't get it. I, you know, I don't know what the NFL thought years and years ago when they came up with that, but it just it – doesn't, it, it doesn't make any sense to me because now, granted – College football receivers are always trying to practice getting both feet in bounds. But you know, you know how easy it is for some of those guys to just catch it on the sideline and just make sure they got the one foot planted. It's I don't understand it. I don't get it. I, I understand what Angel's saying. I mean, you're, you're guessing you, you would actually have to write to the NFL and say, yo, just break it down for me on what on what you were thinking. So yeah. It's true. I don't know. We'll see. It's going, I'm pretty sure there's going to be a lot more debates <clears throat> coming up as the college football season comes around. And I know someone has the internal clock going. So how many days until the start of the season? I believe. Oh, wait is a minute. 72? Is it 72? I, uh, let's see. From I think it's 73. 73. Huh? Is that right? Uh, yep, 73. Yeah, I got eighty-seven because the very full, the first full slate of college football is August twenty-eighth, and then my birthday is on the 29th. What a joy of a weekend that is going to be for yours truly. <laughs> it's all right. It is okay. It should be a lot of fun. <clears throat> this hey, real quick, Angel. I wanted to get, I wanted to get my man DC down there. What his take is. On the upcoming Eagle, I know it's only June, but what do you think about Hurts? What do you think about is going to go down with him? Um, just what do you think about the overall Nick season Mullins? as a whole? Yeah, really. Yeah, I think he'll do good. He just put pieces around him. He'll be good. Just line, we need the offensive line is what we need. It's somebody to protect the quarterback. We didn't have that with Carson Wentz. And you're only going to be as good as your line. That's what I tell people all the time. That's what I tell the kids. I mean, if you don't have a line, your quarterback is going is to be running out of the pocket forever. And that's not good. So if your quarterback got to run out of the pocket, something's wrong. That's how I see it. If they can protect Ertz, then they, can, they have a long season to do good. If they can't protect him, it's going to be one down season. Sixers are blowing out the Hawks right now, my friends. I'm not a Sixers fan. Wait, what's no. your NBA team then? Uh oh. Huh? I'm a Kobe your... guy. So you're, you're a Lakers Laker fan? fan? I'm a, I, I grew up a Kobe guy. Wow. Okay, he's Lakers like, fan. He's like me. He's got his 
you know, people give me crap all the time about why I'm all over the place with my sports teams. There's a story behind every one of them. See, I'm not alone. My man's an Eagles fan. He's a Kobe fan. Where does Kobe go? The Lakers. He grew up a Lakers fan because of Kobe, but Kobe's a Philly guy. He's from yeah, he's from Philly. Right. Yeah. Right. So, like, prop, props to you, my man. Props to you, my man. For right. I'm not a Philly fan of baseball. See? What's your MLB team? Chicago. I'm a Sammy Sosa guy. Well, the Cubs. Okay. Wow. Listen, learn so much tonight. I don't I, see now. Now I do not feel so bad. You know something. <laughs> <laughs> You've lucked out. Don't with- get me wrong. I will go to the game and watch it though, but I, I will not watch the Phillies game. I will go you to the game. If somebody has tickets, hey, hey, you want to go hang out with me? Yeah, then I'll go. Same with college. I'll go. Oh yeah, Mister Tigers, Mets. Who's your baseball team, Duck Man? I'm the I'm a Yankee fan. Oh. <laughs> Yankee fan. Uh, who else? You, you just I, he's a Chicago. He's he's Chicago got he's Lakers. got an NHL playoff fever since he went to his first game the other day, right? Last week. Yeah, I'm a Carolina Hurricane fan now. Ah. I am, uh, I'm very sad. We, the one game I go to is the one game Vasilevsky puts on a shutout and uh, didn't get to watch the fans go wild after a goal. But you know what? The, the Lightning won in five, and uh, now they got this big series with the Islanders. So, see, I can't. When it comes to baseball and hockey right now, I can't talk too much junk. So, because well, I am a Blackhawks fan, and hey, I'm still satisfied. Three cups in five years, you know, from 2009 to 2015. And as a Pirates fan, I'm, I'm begging you. I put it on Twitter. If if the Pirates organization is listening right now, just listen to me. Listen to me. Sell the team to an organization or an owner that will reestablish the tradition. Because all you are is a triple A team now for other teams in Major League Baseball. I'm begging you. I'm begging you. I am begging you. Just sell the team. Please. End the madness. Just end the madness. It, it's going to be a while before that happens. It, it, they're looking like the Bad News Bears of, of 2021. Oh, oh my God. It, it's bad. I like think about all the adjectives. You can, they stink. They're putrid, pungent. They're rank. They're rancid. They're horrid. Uh, I'm sure Ducky can go online right now and like look up his thesaurus, you know, and come up <laughs> with other adjectives. It's just they are bad. I mean, they're bad. No, not that they are. But hey, it's just the way it is. But listen. <laughs> We are up on it, and I'd like to thank everyone who tuned in tonight. Of course, uh, Andrew, also, yep. Later on, probably like September, we're gonna talk about this Jersey kid. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Remind me. All That's right. correct. Yep. Remind me because you did mention I'm the running back, correct? Yeah. Yep. So remind me because, yeah, I, I, I wanted to follow him to see exactly how he's going to end up progressing. So, yeah, just remind me. Gotcha. All right. Listen, for everyone. While you guys get the chance, please go out there to BroadStreetSouth.com. That's BroadSTSouth.com. <clears throat> Check out everything we have going on from Nick's articles to our past shows. Uh, again, there's the articles that will be for Nick. And also, while you're there, just click on that store icon. And while you're clicking on that store icon, you will see Broad Street South merchandise on there. Take a look. Women's tees, men's tees. We got Ryan's hoodies. Ryan's some leggings. Leggings. <laughs> Legg- leggings and a fanny pack. <laughs> yep. There you go. Yeah, listen, leggings right there, and if you spin it around, you can see our I model. I the white ones. Around for us. Uh, yeah, no, they're in white. They're, yeah. it, every was, color under the sun, uh, you can get it. Oh my was, god! Yes, socks, bottles. Yeah, you name it. Listen, it, it's all there. So everyone, Except check out. We yeah, don't have hats just yet. Nope, just yet. But I am yeah, working he told on me this it. The other day, I'm a hat guy, so yeah. he said he didn't have no hats and stuff yet. No, not yet, because the problem is, like, everything else you end up sending up, if, if the stitch line, as I mentioned last night, if the stitch yeah. line does not look good, let's, it, that's that would be like buying a hat from the dollar store. You'd imagine paying, like, let's just say if the hats were 15 bucks, and you go put it in your head, and the wind blows the letters off, yeah, that's going to be utter embarrassment. So I'm not yeah. trying to make that happen by any means whatsoever, because I want quality <laughs> material, not that stuff you buy from, from Dollar General. But yeah. listen, thanks, Ducky, for coming on. Coach, we appreciate it. Are you coming no, on with us tonight? You're forgetting my logo over here. Wait. Oh, boy. Hold on. Where is he? Wait a minute. I'll, I'll get your logo up there in a second. Where is he? 
Hey. <laughs> and yeah. there's your logo. <laughs> my my older brother there. And by the way, everyone, don't forget to go to cigargoose.com. That's cigargoose.com. Again, Goose is Monte Cristo Lounge and Tobacco. By all means, take a look at the merchandise you have out there, cigargoose.com. And thanks once again to Goose himself and his wife, Janine, for making things happen because we know we have full faith that this is going to be something tremendously big. So thank them for being our media outlet. And by the way, if you guys seen the little setup here, it looks a little bit differently as far as when it comes to the angle of the show. Well, there should be a new banner here coming up here momentarily. So we're making some adjustments here in the studio as the studio continues to kind of evolve around here for the most part. So I am in Studio A, still looking for the naming rights here for the studio. And my producer, the lovely Deborah, is at Studio B, always listening to what's going on. So thanks to Debbie for always being there with me week in and week out. To Christina, who also likes to watch the show because you can't forget about Christina as well, who watches the show. For, yeah, the young Nick. And, and by the way, Nick, um, I'm starting to kind of feel here a little, you know, uh, lonely because the family, I haven't seen them tune in here. I, I know they're busy. Don't get me wrong. But I haven't seen Mama Lisi up there in, in a while. So maybe they, they need to come back during football season. All right. We, uh, we'll we we'll definitely uh, talk to them. I don't know. They've, they've, my dad has been working ridiculous. He's uh, he's actually working like Australian time right now. So uh, oh, wow. hours have been nuts for him. And uh, the rest of the family, it's heating up. Summertime's heating up. Uh, swim team's heating up. So it's uh it's it's going on in the Lisi household right now and uh, I wish I wish the best for all of them. I haven't seen them since this Sunday. You don't you don't have to cover, they're all out looking for a good hairstylist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably what they're doing. Listen to everyone else. We will have on again tomorrow night. Aaron Wilson from the NFL, your Houston Texans, will be on with us tomorrow evening again, our regular time on Thursday night at 7:30. So this is bonus week of shows and then after this week that's it until next week but next thursday do not forget 7 30 we will have on the world series hitting coach former player milt thompson will be with us next week at 7 30 that should be a fantastic show along with aaron wilson tomorrow so thank everyone for tuning in last night for tuning in again tonight and again don't forget tomorrow at 7 30 with aaron wilson we will leave you guys with a little jingle here that maybe uh, Ducky and the other one here won't like too much. But go Sixers <laughs> as we end the show here. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. We do appreciate it. And by the way, shout out to, again, Last Out Media for their one-year anniversary to John Crane, which I reached out to him earlier today with Vince and John Barcher. Congratulations, you guys, on that one-year anniversary. You guys are doing great things, and it's good to see it. So for everyone else, we will see you tomorrow, and I'll leave you here with just a little jingle that we love in Philadelphia. <laughs> Yeah.